Well, today we continue this uh, sermon series called Grace, Gratitude, Generosity that will continue to go uh, through the end of January, uh, culminating with our Stewardship Sunday at the end of January. For Advent, we're going to take a little bit of a break um, from this series, and we're actually going to do kind of a fun series called Songs of the Season. We will look at uh, different popular songs of the season and see what kind of theological themes uh, are contained in those, um, those songs. Like, did you know that Santa Claus is coming to town is deeply theological? <laughs> and Rudolph is as well? So if you don't believe me, come to the series once we start uh, on Advent. But today we move into a new part of this Grace, Gratitude, um, Generosity series. We're going to bring, begin the section on gratitude, which we will look at through November um, and end with the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So let me read a passage of scripture to you today that talks about gratitude. Of course, there are so many passages in the Bible about gratitude, but this is from the letter of Paul to the Colossians, um, Colossians 3, 12 through 16. And listen to God's word for us this morning. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Let's uh, pray and ask God to speak to us this morning. God, we do pray that you would give us a clear word today that we could uh, take away from this sanctuary and apply it to our lives. Um, we pray that we would understand a little more fully who you are and what you have for us, the life, the abundant life that you have for us in Christ, and how to live that life. So speak to us now. May our hearts and our minds uh, be open. In Christ's name, amen. So I was backpacking with my cousins in uh, the Rocky Mountains of Montana, the tobacco root range, and our goal was to climb to the top of uh, Old Hollow, uh, which was the top, the highest mountain in that range, about 10,000 feet. We spent an entire day climbing and got close to the top. The top is a cirque, and so we camped just uh, maybe 100 yards down from the very top in the cirque. And um, the weather had been beautiful, just crystal clear all day. But we noticed right after dinner as we began cleaning up that the sky was quickly turning black with storm clouds. So we cleaned up, crawled into our tents just as the first huge raindrops began to fall. I will never forget that night. 
For what seemed like eternity, we experienced this amazing thunderstorm. Rain, wind, lightning, thunder. The whole night, over and over and over again, lightning strikes and then thunder. And since we are right near the top of the mountain, of course, the lightning was hitting at the top of the mountain. And because we were in a cirque, the thunder, the sound of the thunder just echoed all around the cirque. It, it, it was quite a night. And of course, we got soaked. There was a creek running through our tents by the morning. It was a, an amazing night, a continuous, almost constant night of lightning and thunder. Because we were so close, it was lightning and then thunder. Maybe we were less than 100 feet to some of these strikes. Now, you may not know this, but God's will for you is for your life to be like a Montana thunderstorm. Minus the rain. Constant lightning and thunder. Now, here's why. Karl Barth, who you've heard me quote before, said this. Grace, which we've looked at for six weeks now, and thunder, or grace and gratitude, belong together like heaven and earth. Grace evokes gratitude like the voice and echo. Gratitude follows grace like thunder follows lightning. Gratitude follows grace like thunder follows lightning. Just like gratitude follows uh, grace, or just like lightning follows thunder, so gratitude follows grace. You see, it is God's will for your life. In other God words, God's deepest desire, I think, for us is to, desire, is to experience this grace that we've been talking about for so many weeks now, and then that our lives would respond with gratitude. Man, this is the prayer for my life, my prayer for your lives, my prayer for our church. First of all, that we would know this grace that we talked about that we would know this grace that forgives not just once, but over and over, not just a hundred times, but an infinite number of times. This grace that allows us to experience the freedom which comes from this forgiveness, that we would not live in guilt and shame at all, but instead know that we are loved and forgiven. That you would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're standing with God, I hope this guy was clear, does not depend at all on anything that you do. Depends on something that has been done for you, what Jesus Christ has done for you, and that you will know the power of grace in your life. That is not just a one-time event, but like we saw last week, grace continues to transform us. Grace continues to empower us to live the new life that Christ has called us to live. It's not on our own power, but grace transforms us, changes us, allows us, empowers us to love like we've never loved before, to forgive like we have been forgiven, to put on these new clothes of Christ 
the new life in Christ that Paul wrote about in this passage, clothing our thing, ourselves with things like humility and bearing with each other and forgiveness and, of course, love, which brings them all together in perfect unity. God's desire for you is to know and experience this wonderful, winsome, freeing grace. That's the lightning. But also, God wants this grace to have a full effect in our lives. He wants us to be, as our scriptures this morning said, be filled with gratitude. Filled with gratitude. In other words, God wants our lives to be one big thank you. Great definition of the, of the Christian life. God grabs us in grace, and we spend the rest of our lives saying thank you. That's the thunder. You know, another way of thinking about this is grace is a picture of us with open hands, open arms, receiving what God has for us, all those things I just talked about, that's the thunder, or that's the lightning. And then also, once we experience that, the picture of us on our knees giving thanks. You know, I, I want to be really clear here that gratitude, I don't think, is just this little virtue that we think about at Thanksgiving. But it seems to me, and I believe this, with my whole heart, that gratitude is at the heart of the Christian faith. Giving thanks is not something that we just do once a year at Thanksgiving, or even once a day at meals. I think what this passage is saying, and what other passages say, is that we are to be filled with gratitude. Just like that Montana thunderstorm, over and over and over again, our lives are filled with thanksgiving. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always, or give thanks always. You know, interesting thing about that Greek word that is always, you know what it means? Always. <laughs> Pretty clear. Give thanks always. You know, I've mentioned George Herbert, Herbert before, who is one of my favorite poets. Uh, I'm not really into poetry that much, but I like George Herbert. And this is what he writes. And I think I'll print this in the bulletin next week so you have it for your refrigerator. This is what he writes. Thou has given so much to me. Give me one thing more. A grateful heart. Not thankful when it pleases me or when I feel like it. As if as is thy blessings, had spare days. But such a heart, whose pulse may be thy praise. That's a great line. But such a heart, whose pulse may be thy praise. So, bum, 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 bum. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Constant Gratitude to God. It's that important to God. You know, one of the most frequent commands in Scripture is be grateful. Some 140 times 
I think it's kind of important. Again, Karl Barth said, gratitude is the one thing which is unconditionally and inescapably demanded of us. The one thing. So why is grace, or why is gratitude so important to God? Why is God so insistent that we be grateful? Well, I have to say that, as with all commands, it's because God loves us, and God knows what's best for us. God knows that being filled with gratitude is just the best way to live life. But I'd like to lift up two reasons. The first reason is expressing gratitude opens us up to experiencing more of God's grace. It strengthens our relationship with God. Sometimes people ask me, how can I be aware of grace all the time? You know, in in our small groups on Thursday nights, which have been great, by the way, and I encourage you when we start them again in January to participate. We've talked about this. Yeah, how do you stand in, you know, grace is like a river. It's coming at us all the time. How do we stand in the middle of that river? So we're aware of God's grace in our lives all the time. Well, I think maybe the primary reason or primary way that we can be in touch with God's grace, in touch with God's goodness, feel a connection to God, maybe through just giving gratitude, saying thanks to God. Our relationship with God is deepened when we say thanks to God. It, our connection is strengthened. You see, as Christians, you know, I've been reading something, and I'm going to refer to it in a a minute. Um, There's a professor at UC Davis, Robert Emmons, who has written a lot about gratitude. He has headed up this thing called the Gratitude Project. And um, he says that gratitude is a social thing, that whenever we say thanks, It's acknowledging that there's something outside of us. And for him, he says it's it's social. He also says, for those of you spiritually inclined, which I think he's a person of faith, he says it may be giving thanks to God. You see, when we give thanks as Christians, it's always directed toward God. It's not just giving thanks. In fact, I remember a quote one time that said, you know, the, the atheist dilemma is when they're thankful and they don't know who to thank. I think that's true. I think I may have mentioned this story before, but I remember when I served a church in Burlingame, my first job out of seminary, we would always have a, a time for new members at the end of the new members class to sit in the senior pastor's living room and share our faith stories. And I remember this woman who uh, was from Hillsboro. And you could tell she lived a good life <laughs> and had a lot of money. And she said so. She said, you know, I, she was probably 75, 80 years old. Uh, and she said, you know, I'm kind of in the sunset years of my life. Of course, that's changed now. That's young now, right? <laughs> this is a long time ago. She said, I'm in the sunset years of my life. And I'm kind of, I've kind of been reflecting on my life. 
and I've realized I have had such a good life. I have, I guess, in Christian words, she said, I have no, no religious background at all, none. But I guess in Christian words, it would, it would, you would say, I've been blessed. And she said, as I've thought about my life and all the good gifts I've had in my life, you know, a great husband, a loving marriage, wonderful kids, material means that we could travel and live in a beautiful place and have a beautiful home. All, all, so many good things. Great friendships. Purpose. I've always felt I've had purpose in life and giving. She said, I realized I had all these great gifts. There must be a giver. And she said, I came to your church looking for the giver. And I found it. I found God. Whenever you give thanks, you got to thank someone. As Christians, I think we thank God. It's like C.S. Lewis says, follow the sunbeam back to the sun. Boy, if you feel distant from God, if you don't feel like you're quite connecting to God, give thanks. Make it a habit. You know, it's interesting that I've said this before, and I'll I'll keep saying it, that, you know, this word grace in the Greek is charis. And it is the root for a number of words. Gratitude, eucharisto, or eucharist. Um, Grace, of course. And it's also the root for joy. You know, when we give When we experience grace, this is what happens in our life. We're grateful. We have joy. We experience grace. It's all tied together. Second reason I would say uh, gratitude is good is it's good for us. It's just the best way to live life. I became really interested in gratitude as a spiritual discipline 30 years ago when I started teaching a class called Space for God. It was how to make space for God in your life, in these busy lives that we lead. And many of us are very busy. How do we make space for God? And it helped participants in the class develop uh, a discipline of prayer. And really at the core of that discipline was gratitude. Developing, cultivating gratitude in our hearts. And so I started really reading. And I, I... participate in this class, and I saw how gratitude just made a difference in my life. It really started changing my life, and so I started reading a lot about gratitude and grace and seeing how these things tied together, and I came across this guy named Robert Emmons, who is at UC Davis in the psychology department. He's a positive psychologist, and he's the world's leading scientific expert on gratitude. He's done scientific studies on gratitude and the effect that it has on our bodies, our minds, our relationships. There was an article on him in the Greater Good magazine, which comes out of UC Berkeley. And I want to read part of this article to you. He says, you know, in a series of studies, my colleagues and I have helped people systematically cultivate gratitude, usually by keeping 
a gratitude journal in which they regularly record the things for which they're grateful. And I've seen over the years, since I've kind of had my antenna up about gratitude, is this has become very commonplace, not just in Christian circles, but uh, in the secular world, that, that, that people have seen the benefits of gratitude journals. It seems so simple and basic, he says, but in our studies, we ha- often have people keep gratitude journals for just three weeks. And yet the results have been overwhelming. We've studied more than 1,000 people from ages 8 to 80 and found that people who practice gratitude consistently report a host of benefits. And now I'm going to read these benefits to you. And I was thinking, I should charge you for this sermon today because this is really good. (laughs) Better than going to the doctor. Okay, so physical, what is it? Stronger immune systems. This is after three weeks. Stronger immune systems, less bothered by aches and pains. Anybody have aches and pains? (laughs) Lower blood pressure. Exercise more and take better care of their health, people that kept these journals. Sleep longer and feel more refreshed upon waking. That's physical. Psychological. Higher levels of positive emotions. More alert, alive, and awake. More joy and pleasure, more optimism and happiness. And then in the social realm, more helpful, generous, and compassionate, more forgiving, like we talked about last week, more outgoing, feel less lonely and isolated. Amazing. Maybe that's why God commands us to be grateful 140 times, is it's good for us makes life full and bigger. So be grateful. I agree with the psalmist. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Amen. God, we thank you for uh, this gift of grace that you have given to us and how when we grasp it, it can change our lives. And help us to live uh, with gratitude, which has all these benefits. Lord, help us to be grateful people. I pray that in these weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, that maybe we'll try our own experiment and keep a, a gratitude journal and see what effect that has on our lives. Lord, teach us in the coming weeks just... Um, what it means to be grateful people living in the stream of grace. And we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.